Chasing Kangaroos acknowledges the First Nations people as the strong and resilient custodians of the land, waters and skies from which we record. We pay our respects and gratitude to the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation who nurtured this country for generations and whose stolen land we record these podcasts. We pay respects to their leaders, past and present and emerging, and to the countless First Nations people who have done so much to enrich our game of rugby league. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hello and welcome to Chasing Millie Boyles. My name is Big T. The show is audio produced by... (laughs) Chasing Jillaroos. My name is Big T. Most importantly, it's the Eels' grandest champion, Mary Kay. Welcome to Grand Final Week, Mary. Look, if you had said Chasing Samima Talfas, that would have been (laughs) acceptable, but I'm sorry, Chasing Millie Boyles will not fly this week. Can, Can you tell me, she's... Uh, we've had 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. There's been five NRLW grand finals. Yes. She's been in at least three now, maybe four. So three because the Broncos did it three times. Yep. Last year the Broncos weren't there. So she's, that's actually a great stat, Big T. Good on you. Thanks. I know she, she wouldn't have missed many, which is why um, we're all chasing. I mean, in our own personal lives, everyone is really chasing the excellence that Millie Boyle has. She's, um, she's outrageous. But let's just get off Newcastle just for a minute and, and put the spotlight squarely back on the entire city-state that is Parramatta. It's, it is incredible scenes at the moment. Honestly, Big T, I really am at a loss for words. I didn't give the women, I thought it would be a lot closer than when they played in round one, but I thought it was going to be a really, really big ask to topple the Roosters, but they did it. I wonder what encouragement and positive vibes they took from what the men did on Friday night, Mm. but it is such a special week to be an Eels fan. And as much as I want the wins on the weekend, I am just soaking up every moment and trying to be in Parramatta as much as I can this week. So have you been there since Sunday? So I went for a drive through Parramatta on Saturday. Yes. I'm planning on going for dinner there with my dad on Wednesday night. Yep. Jimmy and I are planning on going for dinner there on Friday night. And then I'll, of course, do a drive through on my way to my grandma's on Saturday as well. So there is something extremely, I don't know if it's in other sports because I don't really, I don't follow them closely enough, but there's something very, in my world, rugby leaguey about your team being successful and going on a drive. There just seems to be something really great about seeing cars with the little flags driving through that suburb and when you see another one, they honk, things like that. It's just so fantastic. I'm so glad that I'm not the only pathetic person that loves what we used to call it when I was a kid. 
and Parramatta used to do well in finals. We'd, we'd call it hooning and we'd say, Dad, can we please go hooning after the game? I want to hoon so much this week. And I always turn my nose down a little bit at those people that had those flags on their cars. I've never wanted anything more in my life. I'm going to Peter Wynn's to get those flags for my car this week. Yeah, no, big shout out, shout out to Peter Wynn who's putting his kids through college at the moment. The guy probably <laughs> doesn't have enough time to count all of his money and he deserves it. That guy has is an incredible place. I mean, I know I'm talking to the converter, but anyone here who likes any form of rugby league, Peter Wynn's is an absolute mecca. They've got everything from toothbrushes to um, car seats. And this is an unpaid ad. He's, it's an incredible place to go and, and spend an hour just shifting through your team's um, stuff. So he will getting he'll be getting absolutely pumped and, and so should be. But I'm also I've already planned as well to have a lunch in Parramatta on Wednesday just to soak up that vibe too. It's a it's a fantastic when you when the, when there's a team that you like in the grand final, it's great to get to that suburb and soak in some of what I'm now going to call culture. Yeah. Especially like every fan base is special, but Parramatta fans have been waiting a really, really long time for this. I was looking back at photos of the 2009 grand final. I was in third year university. My youngest brother was in year nine. So, you know, he looks like a child. He's grown up now. He's got a full-time job. It has been a long time. And for the fan base, it's really hard to put into words how much this week and the weekend is going to mean. Um, I saw the beautiful footage of you on Sen um, with the scenes of the women winning in the background and you trying to stay composed. Um, that was that was a beautiful moment. And what a great thing social media is that you can now have that um, forever as well. Absolutely. And I was trying really, really hard to be composed because I'm a yelper, Big T. I yelp, <laughs> I yell, I scream, I make weird noises while I'm watching the footy. I really couldn't do any of that on Sunday. And credit to Jess McCartney and Jimmy Smith who looked after me so well. And it was a good dry run because I'll be calling the grand final no. with SEN on Sunday. Well, I mean. The women's, the, of course. Yeah. the, uh, the Oh, my goodness. Because there's a double-edged sword because I was just about to ask, um, do you get the day off? Because it, there's almost to be a part of you that wouldn't want to call it, but then just so you can focus on it and yelp as much as you can. But obviously there's a much bigger part of you that would much rather be part of history as it happens, calling history as it's happening in front of you. What an incredible um what an incredible opportunity! Like, a, a, yeah, for you to to get to do that, to call your team in the second year in the premiership to do this. I see it as a real privilege, big team. Yeah, I privilege. really do. I mean, I'm not sure what the future holds for my club, but I, you know, to have the NRLM and the NRLW team in the grand final on the same day. Who knows if that ever happens again? So, I'm going to soak up that opportunity. I'll keep my yelping for the men's game. And try and remain cool as a cucumber as I, uh, you know, not cheer on the women, but, you know, cheer for the women. Yeah, (laughs) cheer all women. Um, Yeah, and also the other great thing that, of course, happens during Rugby League Grand Final Week is that said suburb also decorates itself in in ridiculousness. And I think that's one of the great things about still having suburbs um, doing it is that Penrith – you know, would be exploding at the moment in their flag things. Parramatta are all over that that little city will be exploding. That, that Westfield will be covered in that things. I know when the Tigers were there in 05, the whole place was doused in orange and black and white. It was it's a real time. So it's it's, it's I mean, I know that South and and the Roosters can do that, but because their lines are so blurred, they end up they end up having council debates over whose flag goes where. So it's it's great when it's when it's suburbs like this that are really defined and and they have a real sense of 
identity with a space. Does that make sense? Yeah, it really, really does. And I cannot wait to get out to Parramatta. My dad grew up there. Uh, I have a lot of relatives that live there. I went to school in Parramatta. It is effectively my second home. It Mm. really, really is. So I cannot wait to get out there and like toot my horn and yell out the window (laughs) and everyone wearing eels gear. I went to Bikram Yoga tonight in my eels singlet. It's just, I'm just going to do it all, Big T. I'm going to eat the blue and gold donuts, everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I saw a lady today. It was excellent as well. No point in exercising unless you tell people you did it. So well done, Mary, and slipping that in. And speaking of that, I saw a lady today running and she was in her, um, she was running, of course, not me. She was in a Parramatta jersey, and I, I shouted at her good luck on the weekend, and she stopped to, to also then talk to me about that because she was also just so pumped. She's This is how you soak up grand final week. Normally you would just like nod or, or, or run away from a stranger shouting at you about football, whereas now people want to pull up and talk to me about it. So I'm I'm just I'm not, not just as excited, but I'm also with you on, on the excitement train just way up the back. Um, Enjoy it. You're very welcome. <laughs> Thanks. It's a big train. Parameters, parameters, very accommodating. <laughs> I'm no expert. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of rugby league or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable, and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's Tees. Uh, any other NRLW news that we should be across before before we head into the games? Oh, gosh, I don't think so. Who cares, Parramatta's in the grand final? Yeah, basically. Like, I, honestly, I'm, I'm just surprised that I am coherent at this point. Um, <laughs> it is going to be a really long and exciting week, but the vibes, yeah, the good times just keep coming this week. Starting with um, my good vibe started on Sunday the 25th of September when the Newcastle Knights in their second year, having not won a game last year, now playing their way into a grand final. They beat the Dragons 30-6. to It was at Suncorp uh, with an attendance of a bit under 4,000. They had five tries to the Knights, two to Upton, Millie Boyle, Kira Dibb and Takarangi, five from five from Dibb as well. Tegan Berry was the only try scorer with Rachel Pearson kicking the goal. Now, no one's going to care. I'm going to care that I was able to just then only seeing their first initials remember all of those people's names. That is nice one. And that's not about me. That's about the NRL and the amount of stuff that's going out here. I've just realized that if I would know these people's names, I'll throw my head. Everything is working. Um, first of all, Upton and Boyle were appearing so often on all the score sheets, but particularly this one is still cannot be understated. I can't agree I couldn't agree more. Can't agree more? Couldn't agree more? Who knows? I'm not coherent this week. It doesn't matter. People know what I mean. I couldn't agree more. Millie Boyle and Caitlin Johnson are the engine room for the Newcastle Knights and their barnstorming runs create space up the middle and Tamika Upton, even after having two weeks off due to that calf injury, was absolutely everywhere. She is an elite athlete and if you're talking about the fullback battle, which happened on that mm, day, mm. I've got to give my points to Tamika Upton. Yeah, I think that's well said. Tamika Upton and Millie Boyle together combined for 19 tackle breaks. The rest of the team combined was 10. So just that kind of like confusion or indecision that you're creating just when either of them have the ball, and they had the ball at different times during a set, is is just terrifying and incredible and so great to watch. Um Kira Dib, I thought, and Jess Southwell also. I think it was the weekend story was really halfbacks. If your halves 
We're organising and doing an excellent job. We saw it first of all in this game. That went to a long way towards you winning. And and those two girls, Jess and Kira, are doing such a great job for the Knights. I think what I love the most about this performance is that if I look back at when these two teams last played, which was last week, I felt like Jesse Southwell really dominated the game. This week I didn't feel like she dominated the game. Mm. I felt like it was more of an, a well-rounded team performance. That's probably not surprising given that Tamika Upton came back. Yeah. But even like a little shout-out to Emma Manzelman who made 31 tackles coming off the bench. There was a period early in the second half when the Knights were really under pressure from the Dragons. The Dragons just seemed camped out in their 20-metre zone. And I felt like Manzelman was just making tackle after tackle after tackle. Mm. And we can talk about all the points that the Knights scored, but I thought what was most impressive was their defence. Yep, no, I think that's fair. The first half uh, was a lot closer and and the scoreline doesn't really show um, really how the game felt because uh, until the last kind of bit of the game where the Knights, where the Dragons had realised it wasn't going to happen, the Knights kind of blew it out a bit. Um, you're right, it was that real defensive constant pushing them back, uh, always in it, which which was making me excited because you and I talked a lot about um, Millie Boyle and Tamek Upkin every week and including the beginning of this segment. But that that kind of defensive thing can only be team orientated without it of can't course. be just yeah it can't be just two players so that's that goes to the coaching and the culture and everything that they're doing there at the moment um which is fantastic and you even noted people coming off the bench the only other person um that i definitely wanted to give a shout out to was yasmin clydesdale who has, has just quietly Oof. been part of that that incredible engine room that you're talking about. I don't know if she's grown, if Millie boils the the, um, the tide that's rising all boats there, but that that whole forward pack, particularly Clydesdale, has just grown another, gone to another level this season. Yasmin is one of my favourite players and I interviewed her, must have been earlier this year leading into State of Origin. She loves competing. Mm. She loves to be fit. She loves to train. She loves to challenge herself. She loves to win. She is just a strong, fierce, talented woman, and I love watching her barnstorming runs. I really do. Yeah. Her and Caitlin Johnson, and we've actually recorded about Caitlin Johnson, but her quick play of the balls and just extreme speed, she's she's fantastic as well. So um, that four-pack is going to be a real handful for you. The the other side of that, though, the Dragons, Holly Wheeler, who we talk about every single week, um, is just what won't go away, just an incredible lock was so great in this game. Run meters and, and post-contact meters were excellent. And also Kezi Apps was just her normal brilliant self. I think that was the thing that was maybe the difference between this game and the Roosters game is that the Dragons played well, I thought. They, they played well. They didn't get enough, the same amount of points that maybe they I thought they were going to. I thought the Knights were always going to win. Six points probably wasn't enough for what I thought the performance of Dragons were putting in because they had their key players doing key things. And it's funny, Big T, you mentioned the points that the Dragons scored. If you look at that particular try, there was a little bit of luck involved. Tamika mm. Upton was offloading the ball, Tegan Berry intercepted mm. and, you know, showed her extraordinary pace. The Dragons just could not get through. They could not get through the defensive wall that was the Newcastle Knights. And it goes back, like, Newcastle is another really special area for rugby league. Yes. This team means a lot to that local area. This team didn't win a game last year. Uh, they've obviously done a, a really, really tremendous job in building this team and building the culture. And it's, an, it's a cliche, but I feel like they wanted it more. Yeah. No, I think that's probably true. Um, and, the, and the 
I, I just don't think the Dragons also had it last year. They they probably all played to what they've done all season as well. They're both of these teams. They seem like the same trajectory they've been hitting the whole time. Um, the only other thing that I will point out, which is mildly negative, is that I just thought the the halves of the Dragons were off. They just they weren't the ones that I think it was their disconnect or their I don't know their ideas or whatever. Something just wasn't working. And that even Keely Davis into Rachel Anzali, just the three of those women just weren't working as well as they had maybe for other games. It's interesting. Jess McCartney was doing SEN with me on Sunday and she had spoken to Jamie Soward earlier in the week and Jamie had said that they were going to try and mix things up in their attack. Didn't really see evidence of that on Mm. Sunday. But I suppose for me I wasn't surprised with the outcome, but it was an exceptional game. Both teams have had good seasons. I just think the Newcastle Knights were the better team. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I, and yeah, and I, you mentioned the the fullback thing before. I, I was not at all surprised to see to me to make it win that battle with Emma Tomagato, who I thought has probably been not as good this season as she was last year. Although she was actually surprisingly much better in this game, she lifted for this important game, but couldn't get it I done. I wanted to I wanted to just credit her big T because she had two early challenges with the high ball. From memory, she dropped her first one and had challenges with her second. Doesn't let her, doesn't get a champion down. You know, mm. she just continued to show up, continued to try, continued to work. Um, and to me, that shows the resilience of a champion, which Emma is, absolutely is. And you've also perfectly described the Parramatta Eels NRLW. Can't keep a champion down, doesn't matter what's happening. They will soldier on and keep working. And, and we, they, they were a team that hadn't won a game for the first three games, and you said well, they just need to win one. That's what, that's what your first goal was, just win a game. Second goal was make the finals. And now goal after goal, they just keep knocking them down. This was the second game um, after the Knights and Dragons. They ended up winning 24 to 10. Um, they have four tries to two. The Roosters' uh, tries were to power and uh, Togatuki. Zara Temera was one from two. Quinlan, Church, Preston and Horn were the four try scorers for the Eels and Preston was four from four, missed a penalty goal. It was, there was drama. Like I was tense as hell watching this game. I don't know how you did it. I don't even really know where to start. So I will start by saying again that I thought it would be a lot closer. In the commentary Mm. box, the other two people that I was with, I think had scores of like 38, four, you know, 28 nil, and I said, you know what, I think it's going to be 22 points to 10 in favour of the Roosters. I'm going to say this about the Roosters and I don't want it to come across as harsh. I wonder whether there was a little bit of complacency from Mm -hmm. them leading into this game because they have been just so dominant throughout the season. Sammy Bremner and Racine McGregor were obviously rested last week. And they were two I thought of the Roosters best, but I wonder whether that had an impact. The Roosters just didn't feel like they were on their game and there were a couple of just really strange things that I thought were happening. So Taylor Preston, her kicking style is quite unique. She puts up these wonky high balls. But the Roosters just kept letting them bounce. Yeah. But then showing no urgency to get to them. So if I think about like the Rakia Horn try, the Taylor Preston try, The Eels just wanted to get to the ball more and I found that just quite baffling from the Roosters. And then perhaps the occasion got to them as well because we saw Jamie Frassard drop a ball, Leanta Funga with the try line in front of her dropped a ball, Kelly knocked on. 
I mean, that's three opportunities gone begging. Yeah, I also thought that was. I, I thought that was nerves. Once we'd seen three of them, I thought, you know, or two of them, I was like, what the bloody hell is happening here? The Got ball the bouncing. Hips. Yeah, the ball bouncing one, though, was also one I'd noticed because there's nothing like uh, whenever you watch that tape, because we get to watch it from those angles kind of to be, you know, a high shot. Whenever the ball bounces, the attacking team feels like they get an extra five or six steps faster. There's a real urgency yes. that goes about them. And the defensive team never seems to get that natural boost or wind or, or whatever you want to call it. Um, and and that's, that's a God-given daily messenger, regularly God-given rule that has to happen. If you're attacking team, the ball bounces. For some reason, you're allowed to run faster. So the fact that they let them do it over and over again, I was also really confused by just get someone at it. Um, yeah, I know. I know. It's um, gonna, am I it's, now? You it's go. taken seven games. Well, I just don't want to. I don't want to go off the roosters just yet because I'm still perplexed by them. Um, and I want you to launch into an incredible shower of compliments <laughs> about the Eels in just a moment. I this is going to be the first time you and I have disagreed in eight episodes. Oh no, even last year probably. I thought Racing McGregor had a bad game. I was actually. I thought she came off that rested game and just didn't seem the same um, fluidity and control that mm -hmm. she would normally have. I thought her and, and I know Tamara had to go off for an HIA for a period of time, which also made everything clunky and it just never felt yes. like it never felt like everything clicked. Jess and Isabel had their, I mean, Isabel had like 202, I think, um, run meters, but other than that, they had like no line break, no line break assists. You guys did an incredible job. Destiny Brill also, who's usually fantastic, just had like a normal-ish game. A whole bunch of names that you just think in a big game like this would definitely be able to do something and do it really well, but um, they couldn't. And Samantha, Samantha Brenner had a good game, but not compared to her, you know, well, God-mode God game. You know what I mean? I just feel like there's something happened that you guys were doing that could hold them back somehow. I agree with that. Look, I thought Racine had a, a had a good game. It was actually Sammy that I was looking at, thinking this is this is not the Sammy Bremner that we have been used to throughout this season. I don't know why. No, I, I don't know why either. And it's funny, like the Eels went into that game with nothing to lose. Big T, they were mm. playing with house money. No one gave them a <laughs> shot. There was pressure on the Roosters, and perhaps you know that was a little bit challenging for them to handle. I mean, they've been in grand finals before and they've mm. won grand finals before, but they were mm. in the same position last year in that they came in and were playing with house money. No one thought they'd beat the Broncos. Mm. Here they are. So maybe it's just, yeah. I think you're right. I think it was maybe accidental complacency. I don't know. But but now that we've shifted onto the Eels, let's stay there because Ashley Quinlan and, and Preston, that halves combination, that game were excellent. You already talked about the passing game, but uh, sorry, the kicking game, but the passing and, and organisation of those two was fantastic. It really was. And this is a halves pairing that didn't know each other before this season. That's right. Came in in round two after the loss to the Roosters and have been really good and building. I also just loved Quinlan's courage. She's not a big player, but she beat four Roosters players, including Jess Sergis, to score that try just because she wanted it more. Mm, mm. No, you're right. Her, her stepping was excellent. Tell me a bit so about they, Yeah, go on. No, no, you go. Sorry, I'm I'm just I'm just gonna go no, on my rant it. now, big I team. Want it. You need it. Um, go for it. So Quinlan and Preston, incredible. Gal Broughton still needs to learn a little bit more about rugby league, but just was such a handful for the Roosters every single time she touched the ball. Yeah. And she also bounced back really well after that horror bounce, which led to the Roosters' first try. I really, really want to take a moment to shout out to Rakia Horn and Abby Church. 
who had the extremely difficult job of marking up Jess Sergis and Isabel Kelly. Yes. Rakia is a, is a smaller player. She's very strong and she did a great job. Abby Church came into the squad to replace Tiana Penatani, who was injured, and again also did an exceptional job. I will never, ever forget the image of her scoring that try and just being in such visible distress as a result of that rib injury. Spoke to Abby today. She's all good and she's excited. The forward pack. So my Metalfo is oh my just God. an incredible oh. leader, leads by example, whereas Kennedy Charrington brings the vibes. Mm. She just brings that energy. I thought Ellie Johnston was great. I was just so proud of the Big T. I really was. I thought they played almost the perfect game. And to see them make the grand final, like just just bring it. I mean, some the Empress Samama Talfa almost paid 70 minutes, uh, had an all runs, 16 all runs in that time. All run meters were 169, post-contact meters 63, and threw down 33 tackles. And some of those were just those classic Samima that's just about to be a break, but somehow she can just get enough of her body there. She wanted it more. That's a phrase that we keep coming back to. She wanted to stop them more. Um, just incredible. Also took a really pivotal offload um, off Surges at, at, you know, in a really key time, mm-hmm. just, just everywhere. Such great footy smarts and a will to win an absolute empress. An inspirational leader. Truly, Big T, we are so lucky to have her at our club. And as I said, Kennedy Charrington, she just brings the vibes. She really, really does. Yeah, her her running in this game was also incredible and tackling. So I wouldn't have if if this was a normal match next week, Knights versus Eels. I would I wouldn't hesitate tipping the Knights. Um, however, I can definitely see after that game that there is a real excellent football team bubbling in that Eels squad that has been developing since since round one. And so the the games that we saw in, in rounds one and two and even three to, to an extent, although there were, a lot of those were close, I, I, can't, I shouldn't use those to help me work out um, my tip for this last game. How do I – how do the Eels beat the Knights? I mean, the Knights are favourites and they should be, but how do the Eels, do you think, win it? The last time these two teams played, two points separated them. Mm. Two points separated these two teams. Big T, I broke my own cardinal rule last Ah. weekend. I have a rule whereby during the regular season I tip with my head because I'm part of tipping competitions and I have a reputation to uphold. (laughs) But in the finals I tip Parramatta because I feel like there's just something very beautiful about going down with the ship. I wish to apologise to the Parramatta Reels NRLW team. I did not tip them on Sunday. I broke my own rule. I am tipping both the men and the women on Sunday. People should not take that as confidence. It is just me absolutely backing my team. I think the key to beating the Knights is to shut down that engine room of Boyle and also Johnston. Mm. The Knights have the second most yardage in the competition. They make the most post-contact metres. That is key. And also restricting the offloads. We saw them offloading the ball so much to beat the Dragons. Tamika mm. Upton was just sort of hovering behind. The Eels can do that. I think they can win this game, Big T. I think we're in for a cracker. I really do. Now, you're either really well-researched 
an, a rugby league savant or both because the last time they played, the Knights out offloaded the Eels 6-2. They line breakled them. They had more line breaks as well, 36-21. to 21. And although all of that happened with you having a better completion rate, which is what I think kept you in that game, it was just the ball playing and and, and the ability to score off those tackle breaks um, is the reason why they ended up winning. And that was in round two or something. So it was – that was or round three. It was so round was, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that was so, – and it was in Newcastle. So there are a lot of things there that are in the Knights' favour, which would easily turn now into an Eels' favour. I suppose what I would also say to that is that, you know, I've watched people scrambling for grand final tickets, rightly so, I completely understand. But if you are an Eels fan and you have tickets – I bloody well expect you to be there when our women take the field because it's fair to say that the stadium will be dominated by blue and gold. Obviously, Panthers fans will show up later, but in terms of this NRLW game, the Knights fans will absolutely be outnumbered. So let's get there. Let's support this team because as I I said it so many times through the year, Big T, the Eels lost that first game to the Roosters big, then they lost to the Dragons by six. The Knights by two, the Titans by two, and then beat the Broncos. It's not like they have been absolutely outplayed throughout this Mm, season. mm. They are in with a red-hot chance, as are the Knights. Like, the Knights have been a fantastic story this year too. And if they win, like, what a moment for Newcastle, you know? Like, really, really special. But obviously I am firmly on the Eels bandwagon. (laughs) And also this is such a special long Stories or for NRLW, where in 2017 or 18, when when there'd be a team like the Roosters, it'd be such a short season that the Roosters would lose all of them, but then win a game, and then they'd somehow make a grand final against the Brisbane, and everyone was like, okay, well, Brisbane by how much? This isn't the same story. Although the Eels, you just told that narrative really beautifully that, that they've just been building and get it better. They didn't fall into this, and it's just who who will play Brisbane and win the grand final, so Brisbane can win. It is legitimately a competition in this and, and they've both deserved it. I also cannot believe if you'd be an Eels fan, you wouldn't go to this game. All, already I'd imagine you are an NRLW fan, but if normally you don't go to those games, you'd be ludicrous to finally be in an NRLM game and not also go and see your NRLW game at the beginning of it. That would be, it would be weird. It would be honestly weird. I don't I understand I it. Understand I don't you. understand it, Big yeah. I, don't, I don't understand. I don't sure. understand. Is it well, like one of those things where we need to start following people that are different from us to get inside their heads? Um, I, do, I don't want to know what that feels like to, to think like that. No, that is I mean, a weird way. Yeah, that's not a fan. Um, Can just I also go- just say one more thing, Big T? So my weekend, obviously Friday night was crazy and so was Sunday. I've basically just spent my weekend texting every Eels fan I know their name in capital letters with exclamation marks. And my favourite text of all was yesterday. Like I sent the CEO a really nice text on Friday night, like a really beautifully composed one, you know, like, Jim, you know, congratulations. It's a big moment. Thank you for everything. And then on Sunday we'd had him on SEN and I texted him in capital letters, Jim, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. And he just sent me that emoji back, you know, with the big eyes and the red cheeks. And he's like, what is going on here? Cute. That is so cute. I don't know what I like more about that story, his message back or the fact that you're just messaging him. That Both of those are so sweet. Like if I messaged him, it would have been just like big T, capital letters. Yeah. Nothing else. It's it's gonna be amazing, mate. I was on the message to you. I'm in the middle of watching um, 
uh, Ted Lasso for the first time. And, oh, and so when that ga- we were halfway through that second half, I just wrote to you saying believe um, because that's that's all we've got to do is just believe. And then there we were. Often people say it's the hope that kills you, but I often say the hope that keeps me alive. So this is going to be I great. Like that. Yeah, it's going to be a great weekend for you, mate, and for all of us, all rugby league fans. Oh, please, if there's anything else, I want this to be really your – I mean, next week when you win both of them, I'm, I won't say a word. I'll say oh my I'll gosh. do the introduction and then I'll just mute myself so that you can take an hour to tell us how great Honestly, you Honestly, Big T, I'm not a drinker, but I might just be drunk. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm really not a drinker, but it's I have this again. image of me like just going. And I said to Jimmy this week, don't expect me home. I'm just going to be wandering the streets of Parramatta. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, that sounds fair. That yeah. sounds fair. Sounds but fair. you can be intoxicated on winning. I mean, that, you know, it's that would be a great well, feeling. Yes. A great feeling. Champagne. Well, Mary, this has unsurprisingly been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Big T. And I suppose just thanks for the support. It's been such fun doing this with you. I can't wait for our last episode. And I'm going to spend the week continuing to be distracted by every video and photo featuring <laughs> the Parramatta Eels this week. I don't know how anyone expects me to work. I just, I don't understand. I don't think it's fair, but then I also don't want to work next week if the Eels win. So maybe I'm just not compatible with a job. <laughs> I have been working today just so everyone knows. No, that's okay. No one believes you. The, um, the, <laughs> I, uh, the number one reason why I still do a personal podcast about rugby league is that I really want to document the year that the West Tigers finally win a grand final. Oh. And, and I can't believe that's happening for you right now. This is so exciting. I'm, I'm living vicariously through you. Just going to enjoy the week, yep. Big T. I'm just going to enjoy the week. I even bought one of those like the Eels have put out these Road to Paradise T-shirts. I've pre-ordered mine. Like I'm just yes. going, I'm going full Gronk mode. I really yeah. am. You should. Um, if you're listening to this still, you are in full Gronk mode too, and we love that you're here and that you're listening to us. Please interact with us on Twitter and Insta about the NRLW. Find Mary um, on Cloud9 and at Ladies Who League, me at The Biggest Tiger, and, of course, the show at Chasing Roos Pod. Mm.